0: signed an independent season two episode nine with jd clayton now i don't know jd i know he's from arkansas though and i know that morgan number one my manager also has started working with jd and she reached out and she was like do you care if i pitch this to kevin and i was like I don't, you can pitch whatever you want i'm never gonna tell you no and she was like well i just don't want to because morgan and i've been together forever and she didn't want to like abuse the relationship which she never would So, and I know you wouldn't just take him either, so there must be something about this guy you really liked. It's
2: his music. Yeah. Yeah, the sound of his music is awesome. It's like that blues, grass, old-school feel, but it's weird because his inspiration was like Jack Johnson Mm -hmm. and John Mayer. Like acoustic. Yeah, Mm. but it's that either you're sitting by the campfire and you're really enjoying it on a Sunday night or something, or it's your foot stomping kind of music.
0: So, Fort Smith, Arkansas native J.D. Clayton he did not grow up on classic country. You know, like you said, it's a lot of the singer-songwriter stuff. I know he like, likes Ben Harper. I'm a big Ben Harper guy, too. Man, love Ben Harper. So I was watching a video of him. It looks like he goes pretty hard, too, when he
2: plays. Yeah, which is weird because he's so calm in person. He is? Yeah, very. What'd you think about him? I thought he was great. His story is awesome. How COVID, he lost a job, and he had to work for a landscaping company. But that's where he wrote his album, literally on the steps while working for the landscaping company. On the steps. On the steps of, like, a apartment complex that he's working on. Here he is, J.D.
0: Clayton. Season 2, Episode 9 of Unsigned and Independent with Kickoff Kevin.
2: All right, J.D., how are we doing today, man? Doing good, man. Thanks good. for having me. Of course, of course. Glad you're in here. And I want to say the reason, not the only reason, but the main reason that you're in here is I'm a big fan of your music. Thanks, man. I, I like your sound. I like that it's, it's something that reminds me of. I can either be sitting on the couch on Sunday morning, drinking a cup of coffee, maybe doing a little work or something like that. Or I can be by a bonfire tapping my feet, and you got that little variety of sound. And I'm gonna play two clips real quick right here, just so our listeners have an idea of what that means. Okay, and the cool. first one is American
3: Millionaire. Okay,
2: and then the next one will be Long Way From Home. So this sound, is it something that you've always had or... Because it seems like, I don't know if... I don't really like to compare artists, you know, directly, but it's almost like that it's up and coming a little bit with that whole, like, Zach Bryan, Warren Ziders, Tyler Childers, something like that, where it's that toe-tapping, not necessarily that pop country, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that something that you try to, you know, aspire for and something that you listen to where you're like, that's kind of the sound I'm looking for, or is it just your own thing?
3: Yeah, definitely. I have been heavily influenced over the last couple of years uh, by the music I like to listen to just late sixties, early seventies, rock and roll, Leonard Skinner, Creedence Clear Water Revival. I really love Chris Stapleton, but no, to answer your first question, it's not what I started out trying to do. Um, I I didn't know what to do. I just was making music that writing songs, learning to write songs, making stuff up and uh, you know, just kind of stumbled upon Um, this sound. I knew, I guess it was during COVID, I just had the realization that I wanted to make something that felt honest and felt like it was me. And so I tried to, I I did a pretty deep dive on trying to understand my sound, understand where I come from. And so, yeah, I mean, really, when I talk to people after shows, I mean, this is, I, I call it, the Arkansas sound. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring um a little bit of who I am and, and where I'm from and and that part of the world into my music
2: uh, and the stories that I'm writing about. And you are from where at in Arkansas?
3: Western Arkansas, Fort Smith, Arkansas on the border of uh, Oklahoma. And when did you move to Nashville? About three and a half years ago.
2: So not too long ago. Not too long ago. Um I mean you get a little mixed, I guess, but that's still a little fresh, right? Yeah. And what was your upbringing like in, in West Arkansas? So
3: um, pretty pretty standard, uh, middle-class family. My dad's a pastor. My mom is an oil painter. Um, not much going on.
2: <laughs> uh, where'd the country music or where did music in general come from for you?
3: Uh, my dad, uh, kind of an interesting uh, upbringing in music. My dad was a huge fan of singer-songwriters like Jack Johnson and John Mayer. That's, you know, really what we, that type of music, Amos Lee, Ben Harper, that was kind of what I was brought up on, surfer, that's sti- I mean, I'm
2: a California guy. That sounds like more California than that's, it would that, Arkansas. That's
3: all we listened to. Like, on the way to practice, uh, I, 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 I didn't ever hear country music until I was probably a junior in high school. All the football team guys would be playing stuff, you know, in, in the locker room, and, and I kind of got into it, but pretty much in, in our household, it was just... Late 60s, early 70s, rock and roll, James Taylor, John Denver, the Beatles, and then Jack Johnson and John Mayer. <laughs> wow, that's that a was mix.
2: A- that's a mix there. When did you pick <laughs> up the first, was it a guitar that you first learned how to play? Yeah. Okay, when did you pick that up?
3: Uh, when I was younger, my grandfather played banjo in a bluegrass band that they would just go to uh, prisons around the region in Arkansas and serve barbecue dinners and then play a bluegrass show. So he kind of when I was really young, taught me to play a few chords and just play along with him. So that was pretty much my only introduction besides uh, trying to learn Jack Johnson songs <laughs> and John Mayer songs on guitar. That was pretty much it, just G, C, and D playing along while he played banjo.
2: And when did you realize, did you have an age at all where you're like, this is might be something I want to do for a career or long run rather than just playing a couple of chords here and there at a little shop here and there?
3: Yeah, it, it was. It's a pretty long, uh, drawn out process. It, it really. There was never really a moment that I just thought I had it. Uh, my sister was given a piano when I was in about the ninth grade, and I would sneak into her room and kind of figure out. It just I, I played music by ear, so I could. I figured out how chords worked by just like you know using your fingers and spacing. One note in between each finger, and you had a chord, hmm. and I just would, you know, mess around until I something sounded right. And then <laughs> you, you learn that if you play C, G, and F, uh, or C, F, G, you have a one, four, five. I later learned, you know, it's just it just sounded right. And if it doesn't sound right, you're not playing something, right. yeah. <laughs> you're not playing it right. So, right, <laughs> it was I figured out I could kind of play piano, then I started taking some lessons, and then I started messing around with my iPhone voice memo app. Uh, Just learning cover songs and then I would try to sing along and there was (laughs) I remember recording a version of uh, the scientist by Coldplay and uh, I'd been jamming that song for a while went down and showed the recording to my folks and (laughs) my dad was like holy cow like you can sing really Um, so it was that's you know I'd been in choir at church and stuff but it was just really nothing that my parents never pushed me in the in the direction of music never told me I should do that. It just slowly kind of happened. And really what started was a, a friend kind of convinced me to play graduation uh, with her, the ceremony. Um, and that was the first time I'd ever really like played in front of a huge group of people. In high school? In high school. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We played and it did really well. And I kind of got the bug after that. So I just um, started going down to the farmer's market in Fort Smith and started busking right next to the guy selling peaches and would uh cover Donovan Frankenrider famously Jack Johnson just whatever I could uh, make a couple bucks and yes yeah, a couple months later when I started college I started a band Where did you go to college at? Uh in Fort Smith the University of Arkansas Oh Fort you did Smith. go? go oh, wow. Yeah.
2: How was that for your were you the, did you graduate from there? Yeah. Okay. I I thought you were gonna say you left there and pursued the music career but good to see that you finished there so were you playing all throughout would you play at local venues there like maybe dive bars
3: yeah my uh <laughs> i think my folks were super ticked at first just because they thought i was just wasting time and, and <laughs> college money but uh formed a band and our first show was at the starbucks on campus wow uh, just right in the student union there uh it was just like my folks and my grandparents that came <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's awesome would you ever, because I went to a University of Tennessee game last year, it was my first SEC game ever, Yeah, and we were walking around pre-game and tailgating and all that, and there was a couple bands, but there was one band in particular that had the whole crowd or in this parking lot jamming, in. There's food, drinks, everything. Would you ever do anything like that before the games, big games, something like that?
3: No. Um, I, that would have been awesome, but I never really got invited to do anything. I just went on the weekends, go down and play at the bars in Fort Smith, and I got really good at, you know, designing posters for it or whatever. Just, I was trying to like really learn how to do the indie band thing. And what is it that's bringing people to downtown Fort Smith? You know, I was just very focused on that. And so I started planning shows around holidays. Like we would do a Thanksgiving show or we would do a Christmas show. And Fort Smith's one of those towns that basically everybody graduates high school and then they leave. And they go off to college. And then on the holidays, they all come back. Mm-hmm. So I realized that if I planned these shows, it was a chance for everyone to just meet up. And if they're going to meet up, might as well meet at my show. So it started to grow. And we did that a couple of years. And by, I guess it was the year I moved, I had booked a Thanksgiving and a Christmas show. And yeah, I mean, we had like, you know, 250. 350 people showing up at these things um and so it just the,
2: slowly grew were you the only one playing you and your band yeah so, it was, so that show is specifically for you yeah
3: yeah hometown headline
2: type of thing that's awesome so, what, what was that like for you playing in front of your hometown oh my
3: gosh it was it was amazing just the fact that we had gone from you know 15 people in starbucks to hmm. three years later you know 300 people all from you know my high school and the other high schools it, it was awesome
0: Plus, direct-to-consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. you like to smell the leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or you like to smell a
2: staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there.
0: Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com.
1: T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.
1: Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go
0: to Luckylandslots.com to play over a hundred social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com.
1: Available to players
3: in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan, so choose a Straight Talk Wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network, and you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision-making. Available at Walmart and on StraightTalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the Silver Unlimited plan. not combinable with auto pay discount in times of traffic your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic video streams at up to 480p
2: what year did you graduate i graduated 2018 okay and you moved here you said three and a half so did you move 2020 2021
3: no i'm sorry i moved here 2019
2: 2019 my
3: wife was in nursing school so we waited a year For her to graduate and then moved.
2: And you moved here, was that right before the pandemic? How early in July of 2019. Okay. So every artist I've talked to in here, you know, obviously the pandemic was a hit for them in in not the right way. Um, What was that like going through for you then? You only been here six months and then something like that hits. And for an artist like you where it's already hard enough, that's something you got to deal with.
3: It was rough. Um, I was working for frothy monkey in the nations oh, yeah, just slinging some slinging some brew <laughs> and uh yeah i remember the day they called us in they were like hey we're that week of nashville was wild and everything was shutting down and they just called us in and said hey we're we're letting you go and i just lived down the street so i was just driving home after just getting fired <laughs> and my landlord was uh sitting outside and he owns a landscape company and I just jokingly pulled up and was like, hey, I'm going to have to come cut some grass for you. I just lost my job. And we were laughing about it. And a couple hours later, he called me and, and said, uh, if you're serious, I've got a job for you. And I think like five days later, I was working for the landscape company down in Nolensville, Tennessee.
2: Really? So you never, that's good. Then you never really skipped a beat as far as you know income goes. It's not something you wanted to do. And you knew, obviously, that wasn't your long-term thing, but you had to get through.
3: Yeah, I just, I'm, I didn't feel good about doing the unemployment thing and Mm -hmm. and just, I just, he and I were good friends and I just, you know, it gave me a chance to hang out with him and, and work and do some manual labor, which was good for me to be outside and, uh, ended up, they put me on the install crew. So we were just, yeah, doing running irrigation lines and, uh, planting trees and still working for him. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: done with that. <laughs> it's
3: bittersweet. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thankful to not be there, but I do miss the guys. It was me and uh, Alfredo, Jose, and Nico. That was our truck. And yeah, I mean, just, it, it was it was crazy, man. I mean, I was, went from, I had never done anything like that. I'd never, i learned how to speak Spanish. You know, I was going to Alfredo's kids' birthday parties, uh, just hanging out by the pinata. It, I mean, that's, <laughs> I changed a lot <laughs> right. over COVID as a person and learned a lot and for the, all for the better. Right. But yeah, it helped me write songs and that's, I wrote long way from home all during that time. So yeah, it was, it wasn't all for nothing.
2: And were you playing shows pre pandemic out here? You were out here for about six months or so, like when you were working at the frothy monkey or no,
3: not really. I was, the plan was to, I, I was a freight broker, um, at the L&C Tower downtown, I worked for a company called Propac So I, w- I was in the trucking industry, and that was what brought me into Nashville. I had that income, and that's how we were going to make it for a while. But I realized I couldn't – there was no time to play shows. I had tons of shows that I had booked before we moved down, to still in Arkansas. So my first four months of being in Nashville, I was just driving – I think I drove back to Arkansas like eight times playing shows that I would already booked. So I really didn't play in Nashville. I, th- I think I played one time – and it was the new faces night at the basement that Grimy does um
2: and that was like the week before covid so that was it and then during 2020 you spent just basically writing
3: yeah i played a couple things <laughs> arkansas wasn't taking covid very serious <laughs> so there were a couple performances that i was able to pull off during covid um but yeah for the most part it was pretty it was pretty shut down i was just Basically, I used that time to to work on the album. I started recording in 2021, took the whole year to record that record. And then I just started getting on Google and finding out everybody in town, what they did, who they were, started cold, cold, cold emailing um, my record to people. And it just, yeah, slowly kind of stumbled upon my current situation with um, William Morris and, and Red Light.
2: And that album you're talking about is called Long Way From Home, right? Yeah. Released earlier this year. Yeah. That's something I was reading a little bit about it, and it's something that has to do with your life and your upbringing. Is that something that the album that you were aiming for as you're writing all these songs and you're going through the pandemic and everything, and you're just thinking, what do I need to write about? And your childhood, Arkansas, was everything to you, and that's kind of how this album came about?
3: Yeah. I mean, I I, I felt desperate. I felt a sense of urgency because I was sick of landscaping.
2: (laughs) How long did you do that for, by the way?
3: A year and a half. Okay. It's just, it starts to eat away. I was like, I mean, that's, I'm jumping ahead, but I mean, that's how I wrote Long Way From Home. I was just sitting on the steps of this apartment complex that we had just finished the irrigation on. And, you know, Alfredo's taking a nap next to me. They always would take a siesta at lunch break. And I was just sitting there typing on my the notes app on my phone, and I, I typed "Long Way from Home" in like 20 minutes. It was really just like I was like breaking down. I was so emotional, just like you know, this is ridiculous. Why am I here? Why am I? If I want to do landscaping with my life, I have a college degree. I, yeah. I'm trying to do music. If I if I want to do landscaping, we need to just go back to Arkansas and do landscaping there. Right, but missing, not seeing my family, you know, not hadn't seen my folks in over a year. It was just like, what is, what am I doing? What is this really worth it? Is this what this is all about? You just, just for your music dream, you can just screw off and you don't see anybody anymore. That's so, um, yeah, it was a really hard time, uh, for me. So I just, it just started pouring out in the songs and, um, I kind of slowly got some songs together and realized, like what you're talking about, the upbringing. It, it kind of, I realized there was a story here. I didn't really necessarily plan it that way at first, but it just kind of happened. Um, I had a good morning song, uh, which is the intro of the album, Hello, Good Morning. And I was like, hey, that'd be a cool way to open it. And then just slowly kind of, I had a marker board in my room uh, where I had my studio. And I just started kind of writing the songs as they came. And I, Got the form down, and I knew it was going to be a kind of a, an arc of an album, just a concept album, if you will.
2: Was this something that you were coming up with on your own, or kind of like you taught yourself growing up, playing the guitar and everything? Or were you reaching out, like you said, you were emailing people? Was anybody responding, or was it something that <laughs> no. you, were, you were just kind of doing on your own and figuring it out, and here we are, and it all kind of worked out? Yeah, that's...
3: I can't explain it to you better than that. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily deserve to be here. I'm grateful to be here. I, I don't know... How it happened or or why it happened, but I I just I'm just a kid that <laughs> can strum a guitar and that's it, man. I I don't, I don't know. Uh, it it's a really cool thing, and I'm I'm so happy to be here and all the people that have taken a chance on me. But that's really what it is. It's just people that took a chance on on a kid.
2: Yeah, but it's also well deserved at the same time. Like wow. obviously you've put in your Thank your long days and your you know everybody has their down days and it makes those those up days a lot better. And that's right. Us sitting here right now. If that landscaping never happened, this album might never happen and you know COVID and, That's right. and all that. So
3: it's That's right. It all happened for a reason. It happened how it's supposed to. And I you know, again, I'm just happy to be here. It's cool. Just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: this festival and concert season will be all about the boots.
1: yeah.
2: yeah.
0: DaCovas.com find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: at Purdue
2: What's next then for you? Do you have like a in your head, do you vision this? All right, I gotta I need to do this, and this is my version of success here in Nashville. I need to do this, I need to write with this person, I need to make this song, I need to be on this stage or do something like this, or are you just enjoying the ride as you're going here?
3: No, I I'm able to look back on everything that's happened and and talk very carelessly about it and i and i am along for the ride but i'm a i am a very driven person and so i do i try to keep things um i don't know if they're going to work but i just have yeah i have a list of things that i know we need to get done and and it might not be the right direction might not be the right strategy i don't know um so yeah i've I've already started recording my next album it's almost done the goal in my mind is to start you know putting some songs out soon um even though we just put the record out, I I think in the day and age we live, people are hungry for more content. And, and and I think people will find their way to long way from home down the road. It might take me four albums before someone hears long way from home. That's just kind of how it works, I guess. But yeah, I'm just kind of trying to find ways to just stay on the grind.
2: Mm -hmm. Stay on the right path. Uh,
3: Meet last night. I went to a show. There was a lot of writers there and that was great. I, got some phone numbers and yeah, I, d- I need to be writing with more people. I, I typically like to write alone. I wrote long way from home alone, except for beauty queen with my friends, uh, Lauren Huntgate and Brie Doster. But that's just kind of been my writing is kind of my time to get alone and just think. And, um, but, but I realize the benefit of co-writing and so I'm trying to do more of that.
2: Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that in Nashville. There is. I mean, I, everyone I've talked to on here is co-writing and you know, somebody's helped me write, but I could see the, you know, the dynamic of writing by yourself and getting all of what's in your head out on that piece of paper or out on your phone with your notes, yeah. whatever it might be. And well, it's
3: like a puzzle, right? It, yeah. it, it's like a, uh, there's a great sense of accomplishment when it's done and you can listen to the voice memo of a song you just created and you're like, that's, you know, that's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And then how many times do you have it where you picture something in your head as you're maybe writing it out and then you go to record it and it just sounds completely different. Is it ever like that? Or is it something from beginning to end where you have an idea of what this song or this album is going to be? I, it's
3: typically pretty
2: close. I'm,
3: I keep most stuff up in my head. So it's like when we're going in, if it doesn't sound like what's in my head, then it's not right. You don't want We'll it. get it. Yeah. We'll get what, so like with Cotton Candy Clouds, for example, to highlight that song, The day before we went into the studio, I had a meeting with this guy that was helping me produce the record and we just couldn't figure it out. Like I I tried to play it for him on my guitar. He didn't get it. It it didn't make sense. And I left the studio and just went for a walk around uh, McCabe Park and just did like three, three or four laps (laughs) and just had my voice memo app. And I was just singing how I thought the song was going to sound like all the parts at the end. Like I, I would like hum the guitar, what the guitar would be doing, everything. And then went into the next, went into the studio the next day, showed the band basically how the song was going to feel based on these voice memo apps, <laughs> recordings. Yeah. And, uh, that's the song. So it just, when I hear it, I can pretty well know if it's right, right away. Mm do you
2: have anybody out here in Nashville that's been a big influence on you, whether it's a writer, uh, somebody part of your team, or just somebody that's helped you along the journey taking you from you know a guy just writing songs while working in a landscaping company to really trying to hone in on your craft?
3: Yeah, I think somebody to highlight would be would be thomas Doolin. uh he is a producer in town, helped me with long way from home, and he was the first person that. I reached out to when I was coming to Nashville a lot to help me get some professional recordings. And so my first EP, a couple of singles that I did and then long way from home I did at his place. And he was really good at about, he taught me a lot and, and I w- I kind of have learned how to produce and, and get songs to sound the way they need to sound in the studio uh, through his guidance. Um, so that was Yeah, he was really instrumental uh, during those early years of being here.
2: Yeah, okay. I want to run through some real quick questions as we kind of wrap this up here with some rapid fire, get to know you a little bit more, even outside the music. Just three quick ones for you. Sweet. And the first one is, what is your favorite hobby outside of the music? Favorite
3: hobby outside of music would probably be fly fishing, I guess. My dad and my brother and I go a lot, quite a bit. Um... Arkansas is a good place to do that. Yeah. The Little Red River, White River are great. Um, but I grew up every year going. Every year we go to Colorado and and we we fish out there, and we've been doing that. My family's been going out there for about forty years. So really, that's that's probably the that's what we do together. Okay. What about
2: your favorite movie? You have one favorite movie of all time?
3: Yes. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood, new... by Quentin Tarantino. Okay. The most recent one. Um. I have watched that probably 400 times. <laughs> what? And I'm not exaggerating. Seriously? I I don't know what it is. I think it is a masterpiece. I watch it for inspiration, I watch it for uh style, I watch it for I mean everything. I love that film.
2: Are you a big Tarantino guy in general or is it just that movie? I, I
3: like I like his films. I it's it's really that movie. I've watched a lot of his movies, but at, that one in particular, um, yeah. I don't know. It just checks all the boxes for me. I, when I'm chilling at home, I'll if I'm trying to kind of get in the right headspace, I'll just throw that on, <laughs> light some incense or something. That's quite <laughs> some a movie to some, just throw on. Just to have some stone or something. I don't know. I I just <laughs> yeah. I just uh, I. It's great, man. I don't know what to say. My friends all make the guys in the band give me such a hard time, but it's it's all I want to watch. If we're chilling, I'm throwing that on.
2: That's wild. I mean, it's a great movie, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but that's quite the movie. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. You kind of talked about this a little bit, so, but I'm going to ask it anyways. You said you like to write alone, but if you could co-write with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? Chris Stapleton. Yeah? That's, yeah. Okay. See, that one I understand, definitely.
3: That's... Uh... Like I said earlier, I don't, I don't... I didn't understand country music, didn't grow up with it. My dad hates country music. Um It just wasn't until... I guess I, w- I was either a senior... I think I was a senior in high school, yeah. Um There... A video came across my YouTube feed of Chris Stapleton playing at the Opry, singing Amanda. um, Just a trio with his bass player and his wife. And... My dad and I were sitting there watching it, and it, I mean, I almost got choked up. I was just like, "What is this?"
2: Have you seen him live? I haven't. I think He's playing here this summer too, isn't he? No, I'm. Are oh, you on the road? I'm <laughs> on the road.
3: Yeah, it's a sad. It was a sad day to learn that.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to bring it. It's a okay. subject. It's all right, well. Speaking of on the road, go check him out. Go to jdclaytonofficial.com for your tour dates. You're on the road quite a bit this summer, right? All Open right. up for yeah. Hank Williams Jr.
3: I did. Yeah, okay. that was. uh just a couple of weeks ago it was unreal, yeah <laughs> it, was, it
2: was wild Are you do you like his music? you grew up on his music I did, or, yeah or yeah. listen to him I guess not that grow up, that but.
3: that was in I guess that's an exception to country Hank Williams kind of or his stuff in the seventies, early eighties kind of flirts the line there it Arkansas loves its southern rock, and so some of Hank's music kind of blurs the lines there, yeah, so I'd listened to some of that in high school,
2: okay okay we'll check him out on social media as well at JD Clayton official check him out follow him stream him over 5 million streams he's awesome man keep doing what you're doing thanks man love your music I I keep listening I appreciate you coming in here
3: thanks dude thanks for having me thanks for listening to the Bobby cast share this episode with
0: a friend because they don't pay to advertise us
1: hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use